Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing Jessica Jones, Season 3, Episode 8, a.k.a. Camera Friendly. Right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall. I want to have some small talk. We hadn't talked in a few days. I'm doing these solo casts. It's all good, man. You know, we just couldn't line it up. But I can't have small talk after the episode I just watched. That episode was brutal. Brutal AF. Start to finish brutal. Full spoiler alert. Um, I don't know about start to finish. I I, I disagree with start to finish. Uh, That ending (laughs) was so brutal. There was murder the whole time. Nope, just at the end. Actually, th- I have in my notes. I was I was making notes about this episode, and I have in my notes about halfway through. I wrote this episode is extra funny because it was. It was extra funny. Oh man! Until the the twist ending. Uh, so full spoiler alert. Episode eight. Here we go. I cannot believe they killed Trisha's mom. Right. I am completely shocked. Oh my god! I am utterly flabbergasted. Uh, you just don't. She is a side character who has been used mostly for comic relief and kind of world building up until now. And her murder is like insane to me. She was not involved. She did nothing to deserve it. And like we been, you know, we don't like her very much. She's not a character we like. Right. I want her to be punched, not murdered. Yeah, and and in such a brutal way too. Uh, we 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 see her, uh, ch- you know, tied up, murdered, but also her hands are all destroyed. Like he tortured her beforehand, and I, I, dude, it made me sick to my stomach. This yeah, episode dude. ended in in such an insane, insane way. I am. Oh. I am. Yeah. Oh man, I can't. I can't take it. It was. It was hard. This is a hard episode to watch the end of, and especially. I. You know. I thought that was the twist ending. I thought it was over, and then we find out that Trish has, before the episode ended, has already tracked down Salinger and is about to slice his throat, and Jessica's running toward him, and then they end it there. I am right incensed. I am absolutely <laughs> incensed. I want to know what happens. I like. I I want to cast. I truly do because I love like casting about these episodes has made this the experience of watching this show all the better. Because every every time I watch an episode, I kind of decompress on it, think about it. But man, I am so curious about how they're going to handle this going forward. It's going to be really tough because like that's. <laughs> You you want him to die, you know? Like, he has he's done such bad things at this point that you just absolutely want him to die because he is such a bad person. He deserves it, right? He deserves it at this sure. point. Sure, sure. But, but you know that if, if Jessica goes about it the wrong way, being so public-facing at this point, that she could easily land herself in a bad space. And she could easily land Trish in a really bad space. And, you know, we don't want that for our characters, but like, how do they, how do they get it? How do they get this guy? How do they get him back? How do they, you know, how do they, how do you resolve this level of discomfort in my soul, Jessica Jones? 
from an ethical and moral and like what Matt thinks is ethical and moral perspective, I know it probably isn't true. Uh, I probably, this is, this is probably not the right decision. Matthew Westpox would probably get on my case, but I have no problem at this point with Jessica and Trish murdering Salinger. <laughs> and just like together, just brutally yeah. cutting his head off right there. But this is not the way. As as that woman in the Matrix said that the the line that stuck with me all these years, not like this, not like <laughs> this, not like this. <laughs> that was switch. <laughs> For some reason, that line is always right, just like stuck in my head. Not like this. Yeah, not that like was her. This. Uh, that was her random Russian accent out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know if she talks the rest of the movie. It's weird. She it, does. <laughs> At one point, she's like, "Listen here, Copper Top," just like completely American accent. Oh, really? But then, right there, she's like, "Not like this." Oh man, that line just always got me. I don't know. Okay, anyway, back to Jessica Jones. Yeah, I, I want them to murder Salinger. I absolutely do. I know they won't. They're the heroes of the story. They're not going to just go half cocked and solo and murder a bad guy. But I wouldn't mind personally if they did. <laughs> <laughs> I am a bit of a pragmatic guy that, like, you know, he needed to be put down. That's a broken individual that needs to be put down. I'm sorry. Whatever you think about it, he's a serial killer. He has committed crimes that deserve the punishment, and if the legal system can't get him, I am not opposed to a Punisher-like decision-making at this point. I mean, we're kind of saying that, you know, the superheroes are above the law. Like we know he's bad. Oh, sure. They know he's bad. And I'm betting all of the cops know he's bad, but there's like, there's not enough actionable evidence against him to like build a real case and use the law to put him away. So, you know, the heroes have to go above the law to just kill him. And we're okay with that. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that we should be okay with that because no. that sets a precedent. We absolutely shouldn't be okay with it, but I am. But and <laughs> I know that this is wrong, but I still feel this way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, it, it, you know, it's the Punisher thing. It's the same reason I think the Punisher. I don't generally hate what the Punisher does because even though he's probably wrong and he sets a horrible precedent for everyone else, he's generally doing. As they say, the Lord's work. Oh, goodness. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Anyway, uh, a couple of things that I noted this episode that were not related to Dorothy. Is Dorothy right? That was her name? Dorothy, yeah. In death we have names. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Her name is... Dorothy Walker. Her name is Dorothy Walker. Her name is Dorothy Walker. I I don't... uh, There's so much happened in this episode. I mean, most of it, honestly, this episode was so much fun. I'm watching it, and I'm thinking about how much fun it is the whole time. Because we start the episode, we've got uh, Trish screwed up, first of all, with her photo shoot. And it messed up the the whole... It messed the cops up, being able to get what they wanted. Which sucks. That sucks. But other than that, they're like bantering. They have this like really tight, fun banter while they're getting in the car. They're like, I don't know. I've just gotten used to having a partner. Da, 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 da. They're, they're like, 
they're fun. They're being sisters again. It felt yeah. so nice. It felt so warm and cuddly. Um, and, and on top of that, there's a tons of fun, funny lines in this episode. Like, uh, I really, really loved when Ka- she calls Costa and he's like, I've got some personal stuff going on right now. And she's like, you got a terminal disease or something? <laughs> he's like, no, I don't he's, have that. He's like, that, it happens. It happens. It happens. <laughs> I, some of the humor this season has been so spot on. I've loved it. I really loved, uh, la- this was last episode, but I really loved the line where she says, uh, take some Purell. And, and Jessica says, superpowers and starts to walk out all cool. And then she comes back for the Purell and, and like, says, all right, yeah, whatever. Well, it, it wouldn't hurt to have it. Wouldn't hurt to have it. <laughs> so good. That's so good. <laughs> Um, yep. and, and another another funny line in this episode where the uh, the the secretary says she calls in there. I need you to do this. And she says, "I'm on my man state mandated break, state law mandated fifteen minute break." Oh, it was so good. It's just so good. <laughs> what I love about the show is that how character driven it is. In that every character really does have a personality. And they really do have a, like, I don't know, a place in this little world they're building. And it's just yeah. been so cool. I love every, it. Every character is unique. And every, it feels like every area is unique. Because, like, while they're, while they're talking about where they see this, uh, where they see these videos, and he's, like, kind of, you know, leading them on this little hunt or whatever. Goose chase, really. This Yeah, this wild goose chase. Um He's leading them through different parts of Manhattan and, you know, they're talking about like, oh, that's, you know, that part is in, uh, is in Tribeca and Jessica's like, I have no history in Tribeca. They're building out the world and giving each of these places a different feel and, and the different, like they actually do have a different feel. Like when you, you know, we went to New York recently and going to the different areas, it was like, wow, this is like a completely different city, even though it's the same city. Yeah. So it's like they're they're injecting into the show the world and giving giving the world its own little birth to to be the world and be you know be open and different and fun and it feels like we just we get to see Jessica Jones on the street like you know she would have hung out with us if she hadn't been trying to deal with Salinger. Yeah. Absolutely. She doesn't like people enough though. Right. <laughs> Love it. You were saying that, you know, you found this episode to be so much fun, but like there was the the fun was entirely in the dialogue. The actual like plot was really dark. They were trying to stop a serial killer from killing someone by seven o'clock. Sure, but that that <laughs> is the most super villainous thing. We, oh yeah, it's it's. I mean, in the first season, we got the moment where Kilgrave had four people in nooses ready to have them drop. That felt very super villain. Uh, yeah. But this felt straight out of the Riddler's playbook. Oh, absolutely. This was like super mustache twirly and like, oh, I'm gonna get you, superheroes. So <laughs> that's the thing. So him getting that sort of like Riddler-like villainy made it feel almost safe and regular superhero stakes. So you just did not, I, I at least, did not expect for a main side character, well, main side character is kind of an oxymoron, I guess, but uh, 
an important side character. An important side character who we've known since the very beginning of this series to die in such a brutal way, and for one of our main characters to experience it so viscerally. And the thing that that drives how difficult it is home is that it happened entirely off screen. We didn't see any of it happen first person. Yeah. We came to it at the same time that Trish did. Well, and but see, if, if I, seeing Trish find it is so painful. It reminded yep. me a lot of the previous episode where we saw uh, the mother seeing her boy found under the gazebo. Oh, God. It was so painful. Oh, that hurts so bad. And this was even more so because these are characters we know. I, I was in, I was literally in disbelief. It was so crazy yeah. bad. I thought, yeah. like, she, she walks up and she sees her mom slumped over and I was like, okay, surely she's either sleeping. Yeah, she like, just, she drank too much. Or she, she's knocked out or whatever. Or it's someone else or something. Like, I did not expect them to go full on. He tortured and killed her mother. Like, that is, this is like killing joke level, like, darkness. Like, this is awful. So this is almost on the level of, like, of Dexter, like, season four. Spoiler alert for Dexter season four, I guess. Uh, the Trinity Killer. When, spoiler again, when, when, he circled back and killed Dexter's wife. Yeah. Absolutely. In the middle of their whole cat and mouse game. Like, holy crap. Yeah. It's, it's on that level. Of it's, bad. it's out of nowhere. You think this is all sort of like it's, it's their important stakes. They're big stakes in that it's a serial killer, but you don't see it hitting the, the main character's families. And then it happens and you're like, Oh my Lord, I right? can't, I just don't even, I can't, I, I can't process this. And it's really horrible. And I don't, uh, you know, I don't feel like Trish is unreasonable. I mean, she is inherently unreasonable the way she's going off and like running after him with a knife. But like, it's kind of a reasonable human. It's it's a human reaction she's having. Yeah, yeah. To want to hurt the person that hurt you so deeply. Yes. Yeah. That is absolutely human. Yeah. But she's a super, and she's supposed to be better than this or something. Yeah, but she's new to it. Uh, so this yeah. something this this season that I've actually noticed, and I never noticed it before, and I uh, I realized uh, an arc, and I haven't really talked it out loud yet, so forgive me if this comes off weird. Yeah, uh, work it through. I was... I never knew that Patsy, the fictional character that Trish paid on TV, was a detective... I didn't either. I didn't either. And I don't know if that was previously stated because I don't remember that at all. But this is what I realized. Patsy was a detective. And then Jessica, her competitive sister, became a real life detective. Yep. With superpowers, which, and then when superheroes became a thing, her competitive sister decided she wanted to be a superhero and learned to fight and then eventually did a crazy surgery to become a superhero. And it's this weird sort of... There's a strange uh, bit of relationship 
between brothers and sisters, between brothers and brothers and brothers and sisters and sisters, where you, there's this competitive nature while still loving each other. You you still like look. You always want to feel like you're the better sibling. I don't know. There's this thing. I don't know. I, I definitely have had that with people. Not even necessarily my brother or sister, but like friends in my life where we're like comp- just weirdly competitive with each other, uh, where we've just <laughs> known each other forever and like we love each other, but there's like a weird competition there. And I'm realizing like that is that's them. Yeah, that's them. That's kind of textbook, like, sibling, it's sibling rivalry. Like, their entire arc on both of these, se- all three of these seasons has been this weird sibling rivalry. She was a fake detective, and her sister insisted on becoming a real detective. And then she was a hero, so her sister decided to become another, uh, like, a hero and thought she'd be a better hero. And then you have the, the, the going back again, Trish is a, media figure and now Jess has to become a media figure this episode and that's what I think drove it all home was they're kind of having to interact with each other's lives and sort of become each other in different scenarios or wanting to to out of a place of I think competition and rivalry uh, really interesting I, I, I don't know I don't know exactly what all that means for their characters going forward but I thought it was very interesting I like now that you brought it. Uh, you brought it up the the situation where Jess had to go on TV and she was trying to. She was getting kind of that that media coaching almost yeah. from from Dorothy. her mom from Dorothy, and it in, was in, in death we have names, Jeff. Yeah, I'm sorry. And it was like you know, in every other episode of this show. It's all whenever Trish is doing something where it's like, okay, obviously you're doing it wrong. This is how you detective. This the thing, the whole dichotomy there got flipped because Trish was the one that was, you know, experienced in this kind of realm. Yeah. So Jessica got to be the inexperienced one and was like, okay, so what do I do when? And then they're like, um, obviously you should react this way. And Jess is like, so we're, I'm screwed, right? It's clearly, <laughs> clearly I'm screwed because I can't be friendly. Yeah. And I just, I love that, that Trish got to be the expert in, in that and kind of school Jessica, so to speak. But then like all of that, all of that sibling rivalry and all the snipping and, and, you know, kind of nipping at each other almost, all of that went away when Jessica got the call. What I'm trying to figure out where they're going, I don't know where they're going from here. Either. Salinger is dead. Like, straight up, Trish is going to kill him. And it's going to go forward, and who else is a villain except for Trish? Like, is Jessica going to have to bring in Trish? Yeah, does Trish go off the rails? Does she start doing a a Punisher-esque tear through Manhattan where she just starts killing all the bad guys? Yeah. And then Jess has to deal with like bringing in her sister, just like she had to bring in her mother last season. Oh, that would be really rough. Or so, I think Salinger will survive. I don't know, man. I, either way, I was going to say because it, it leaves Jerry in the story, and I think Jerry is going to be important going forward. But Jerry could still be just as much in the story. If her client was killed by Jessica Jones and the masked woman, then – that would leave Jerry even in more of a place to just be like, I am an anti-hero or an anti-vigilante warrior, and I'm I'm a, I'm I'm going to bring them down with the full force of the law because that's my power. And 
I we haven't talked about it since since Jerry really turned took the turn, but Jerry's really gone full on villain at this point. I feel like yeah, she's she has gone past this whole like you know like fun banter will they won't they get at each other's throats kind of thing like yes we need each other but god we hate each other kind of thing she's gone past that and and is now at the point of like oh i just i really just hate you cool yeah well she says the or her zaya says the phrase this episode war on superheroes and she's like absolutely that is yep. like that is straight up like that's like Legion of Doom stuff. Right. I feel like every reference I've made this this episode has been DC. By the way, I don't know what my problem is. Um, yeah. yeah, you just you. I don't know. <laughs> Dave would say that it's that you know about good comics, but yeah, you know, we watch good TV, so you know he's yeah, got that against him. Um, so <laughs> Zaya saves Malcolm's ass with Jerry, right? Which was which was a cool turn, but also Malcolm is fully on Team Jess. It seems I was I didn't trust him last episode, but this episode he did do a few things that like showed that he was actually on the side of good. He's actually trying to bring down Salinger. Yeah, no, I I knew from uh, from the moment that he walked into the room with Salinger, like when he knows that it's Salinger in there, like when he heard it and was like hold the fuck on and just like stomped up in there. I was like, Oh, I don't think I'm sorry. I'm late. We haven't been introduced. I'm Malcolm. Like I knew right then I was like, okay, he's, he's coming back around. He's coming back to the side of, of good. He's coming back to the side of Jess where he should be. He's, he's seen the bad that he's done and he's going to try to fix it. And he sees the bad that's in Jerry and he's going to get away from it. Well, more power to you. I did not see that necessarily, and I don't. I don't think we're a hundred percent over his dark turn because Zaya gives him an ultimatum this episode, and yeah, oh, I God, think it is was... very possible that he will be drawn back to the dark side. I f- I'm kind of upset on his behalf though, because like the the ultimatum that she gave him was like really dumb, like our relationship or you. Putting your friends in prison. Yeah. But, you know, he's, he says it right before that. He says, I've always been alone until recently. And he's just now made the decision to be with someone. And he's just now, for the first time in his life, not alone. And that's that's not necessarily easy to leave. I, I think that he eventually, I think he will. But I think it might, he might make it, a, he might make a mistake or two on the route to that. Yeah, like accepting a random BJ from a hooker? Well, yeah, that was a mistake. That was a different kind of mistake, but yes. <laughs> uh, That's not great for your relationship there, Malcolm. No, that was not great. <laughs> that was or, not great. Or your conscience. Yeah. So, uh, all man. right. Well, I think that's about all I have to say about this episode. You got anything else? Uh, I'm just aggravated that Trish is being such a glory hound and screwing everything up. Yeah. That, that, well, that's the thing. This entire, that, that, as soon as I saw her mom dead, I hate to say it, but I was like, this is you Trish's fault. This. Yeah. Yeah. This is absolutely Trish's fault. Oh God. It, it sucks to say that, especially about her, especially in that moment where she's finding her own mother bled out oh god yeah it's rough man Mm. it is really rough 
Oof. Let's go watch the next episode. That sounds good. That sounds good. Well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, find us at MCUcast anywhere you find the social meds. And uh, if you would like to hear more from us, uh, you can hear more of these episodes immediately on Patreon. Uh, we, we, we post these once a day on the main feed, but they are available as fast as we can record them on our Patreon feed. So you can go to patreon.com slash mcucast to join our Patreon and support the cast. we got a few new patrons this week. Um, we really, really appreciate that. Um, if you want to hear more from me, I have two other podcasts, the Star Trek Universe Podcast and the Orville Universe Podcast. And you can find my music. Just search for Matthew Carroll wherever you get music. And I'm over there rocking out, you know, with songwriting and music and such. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Yeah, this is this is Trinity sorry, the Trinity killer killing Dexter's wife level in Dexter, you know? Like yeah. that kind of cat and mouse and like oh shit. Is it you say that again but say spoiler alert for Dexter? The show is a decade old, man. Yeah, but nobody's uh, I don't know. People might watch Dexter still. I feel <sighs> okay. like So this is on the level of like spoiler alert for Dexter season four. Come on, man, it's a decade old. I think it's fine. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>